0: Later in the program, we're going to have a look at the uh, Harvard Business uh, Tip, um, and that's going to be lead confidently when you aren't feeling confident. And we're also going to, ha- well, Christina couldn't be with us today, so uh, we're going to look at uh, business names, but right now we're going to have a chat with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray, and we're going to be talking about JobMaker. Good afternoon, Tony.
1: Hi, Julian. How are
0: you? I'm very well. Well, thank you for uh, Joining us again for this uh, new year, and uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. That, sorry you missed the intro to the show, but I forgot to put my microphone. Oh, that's
1: alright, Yeah, I was, you worried me <laughs> a little bit. I'm thinking it's all gone very quiet. Now, listen, before we get stuck into it, let me let's let's share with the uh, the listeners. What year is this for you? You're starting your is it 19th or
0: 20th year? I'm I'm 19 and a half years into it. So
1: 19
0: years. Wow, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Well so, done. So we we're, we're, we're in the 20th year.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're into the twenty. 20- well done. Okay. Yeah. Well, happy anniversary. That's, that's great.
0: Thank that's you. So, we're, job makers. So these job uh, words keep popping up. <laughs> <coughs> job keepers going. Job makers coming.
1: Well, job maker is overlapping with with job keeper. So the federal government was under a little bit of pressure last year um, when the economy wasn't doing as well as it thought it would. It's, it's the the numbers are a little bit better at the moment, but it did show a little bit of a uh, a dip. Now, job. Keeper for those who, who are lucky enough to keep getting it um, runs from January through until March, and they've indicated that that's it. They're not going to, they're not going to mm. renew it. So they've overlapped it with this new program called Job Maker, and I've looked at um, the criteria, and they're, they're just making it progressively more and more difficult for uh, businesses to get this, um, to get these. Um, you know, oh, well, I don't like calling them handouts, but support. We'll call them the. Um, support when when the first JobKeeper came out, it was relatively easy to get. They made that they set the bar very low. They wanted as many businesses as they could to survive, and so they set it lower. But then, as people were starting to receive the money, and um, they they just raised the bar. This one is really really hard to get, and it's it's um, one of the things that you you can't get JobMaker if you're receiving JobKeeper. So if there's an overlap, that's it. You can't you can't receive this. Um, at all. So those who are on job, what I'm finding is those people who are not qualifying for JobKeeper are now turning their attention um, to this job maker. But one of the things, I mean you've got to meet all the, all the usual criteria of having an ABN and being in business and registered and all this sort of stuff, but one of the things that they've also made as a criteria this time round is that you can't have any late returns in the last two years, GST or yeah. income tax. That is going to be a really interesting one. For, for people who've lodged BASs late or they're, they're just behind in their income tax. Um, so they, they want everyone who's, who's up to date. The other really interesting one is that there's this baseline of the 7th of October 2020. That's when people... Um, this scheme started. It, was a, it started the day after the, the federal budget was announced. And you have to have a headcount increase. So you have to have a physical increase in the number of people that you have employed. Not only that, you have to actually have an increase... In your payroll cost.
0: So is so, that the number of people employed at that date of the in October?
1: Correct. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. that's the baseline number. So if you had ten people when you go to claim, you've got to have more than ten people. Okay. So so it doesn't allow you to sack people and then reemploy them and all that sort of stuff. There. So they're genuinely looking at, as the name describes, job maker. They're, they're looking at people who've actually made a job and increased their um, uh, increase their headcount. But what is also interesting is that you can't even muck around with your pay. You can't sort of, you know, I will just drop the the payroll for the, you know, the people who own the business and and put people on because they look at the dollar value as well. So there's a baseline payroll cost, and you actually have to have a higher <laughs> payroll cost at the time that you um, that you go and claim it. So they're making it quite they're making it quite difficult. And this is. It, the, the new person also has to be employed after the 7th of October 2020. There are age limits. So you may have heard this in the, in the press. They'll criticise because um, it really only applies for people up to age 35. So there's a bit of sort of age mm-hmm. discrimination being bandied around. They have to work at least 20 hours a week. But not only that, the people you're employing must have come off some sort of Centrelink allowance. They must have received Job Seeker, Youth Allowance or some sort of um, parenting payment. So they're, they're trying to get people off the um, the public welfare system and into the into the private sector. Um, but the one that really intrigues me is that you can't employ one of your family. <laughs> so okay. there's any relative of the um, of the of the owner of the business um, doesn't um, doesn't qualify. So it's it's a lot harder to get this one than the previous job keeper and job seeker.
0: Mm, well, I imagine. And uh, while we're talking job keeper, there uh, we've got an interesting one of us some businesses returning their JobKeeper money.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is... The, and there's one that's quite hot off the press, and I forgot it on the printer, so I'll try and call it up while we're, uh, while we're talking. Um, some large corporates um, got a little bit of attack of the guilt, and um, so an organisation called Super Retail Group, who owns um, Super Cheap Auto, um, Rebel Sports, um, Boating, Camping and Fishing, they, they've announced the decision that they're going to return a whopping $1.7 million in JobKeeper that they received back to the tax office because their group posted a sales increase of 23% in the six months to the end of December. So they had a bit of a corporate conscience and thought, well, we're, we're actually doing quite well. We don't need it. Um, and so um, so they've returned it.
0: Wow. Well, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> Well, while we're talking about that, let's look at the other side of it, and there are people who are probably uh, not doing the right thing, and the tax office is uh, able to uh, monitor a lot of things, and uh, yeah. there was so that, just uh, b- report- just before we get to Just before yeah. we get
1: to that one, sorry, just before yeah. we get off this JobKeeper one, what was announced that I just caught up on the screen now, it's hot off the press as of today, the Labor Party has actually asked um, for an inquiry for the Auditor-General to do an inquiry into JobKeeper, because... Um, quite rightly, they are annoyed at some of these large companies, and I think Harvey Norman is, is in their sights. Where they also reported an increase in their sales, but they also noticed um, that a lot of the senior executives paid themselves bonuses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they they don't want a situation where some of this job keeper money is being paid um, to the um, to the senior um, executives. Not a good look. So so that'll be an interesting one when um, when that. Um, review is finalised. We'll put that on the list to talk about as well.
0: And also they reported, I think it was the Labor Party reported last week, that uh, some companies were even putting dead people on their uh, books.
1: Yeah this, yeah, this one kind of blew up in their face. There was a Freedom of Information report that said there was there was just under 6,000 investigations that had been conducted by the ATO. So they, they put a flag up for um, some claims that um, ineligible, looked a bit dodgy and some people had actually tried to make and the word is tried they tried to make claims for people who were dead fictitious, all this sort of stuff but I can proudly report that the system is robust it works the way that it's supposed to work mm. and what the tax office did was they, they they caught it before any payments were being made so um, they they actually came out swinging the day after the, the report was made and the, the quote from the tax office is this Contrary to the impression given by some media coverage, I love that line. The six thousand red flag cases under investigation relate to all attempted claims stopped for investigation prior to payment. Mm. So, so the system works well. And even when it was announced, I thought, how could you have JobKeeper payments made for for, for dead people and all this sort of stuff when the whole system is run by tax file numbers and mm. Single Touch Payroll? So, mm. so they were quite. Robust in the way that they set up their their um, parameters, that that all of a sudden, if you don't if you don't have an employee as at the 12th of March, and then all of a sudden you've got one, that was a flag to say, hang on, what's going on? You were, if if all the same people were being paid before March that are being paid now, they were supposed to get JobKeeper, but if all of a sudden all these new people jumped in, that was an absolute red flag. Um, to put a target on your back, where the tax office were uh, were going to have a look at, and quite frankly, I th- I think they they should prosecute some of these people who've tried to um, who've had a go and tried to do um, to do the wrong thing. But the system worked the way it was supposed. to. It was flagged, and um, they've confirmed no money was was paid out to these people.
0: Which which all goes to show that really the uh, the tax office has got their finger on everything with little red flags coming up that you really can't get away with anything.
1: I actually said this to quite a few people last year. As much as you might want to feel sorry for for accountants mm. who had, um, I mean, we were swamped last year um, having to administer JobKeeper. The, the people that I really felt sorry for were the IT people in the tax office having to write all of these programs <laughs> in the background in no time flat. You know, to try and to try and a come up with a system where people could be paid, but also write the you know the the um, the scripts to, to stop fraudulent claims. I mean, mm. they, they they would have been flat out last year. So so credit where credit's due, they've, they've done a, um, a terrific job to make sure that public money didn't um, get handed out um, fraudulently.
0: Great. Well, thanks for your time, Tony. We'll uh, have a chat next month. Tony Vidray there from AV Chartered Accountants, helping us to look at those uh, situations. Job maker, job keeper. Uh, Christina won't be with us today, so uh, I've picked up uh, a quick subject to have a chat about, and that is your business name. What's in a name? Business names can catch you out, and the reason is that some people just don't understand business names. When you when you register a business name and you register it through ASIC, you are really doing it because of the law. The law says that uh, you have to register a business name if it's anything other than your own personal name, um, so the customers can know who's behind the name. The important thing to know is that you don't own that name. Just because you registered the name doesn't mean, say, you have ownership of the name. Um, So... When you're going to register a business name, you're going to start a new business name. First thing you want to do is check the ASIC website to see whether anybody is already using that name because obviously if someone is using that name, you can't use it. But the next step is the important one and that is to go to uh, trademark to ipaustralia.gov.au for trademarks and see if anybody has registered the trademark. Because when someone registers the trademark, they do have ownership of that name. And uh, I've been teaching people for years and years about business names. um, And I always tell them to go through these steps. Make sure you check out the trademark before you register the business name. One woman who sat in my seminars a few years ago registered a business name. She had the uh, the shop front all uh, painted up. She had her motor vehicles covered in the name and uh, a, a beautiful website. Started trading and six months later she received an email from a, a lawyer saying, please stop using that name. Our client has the trademark for it. And uh, she had to stop using the name, register a new business name, repaint her motor vehicle and, and, and building And, of course, keep her customers informed that now her business name was a different name. So, uh, you know, that can be a real challenge. And especially if you um, go against uh, some of the trademarks of some of the big companies. And uh, a year ago, there was a case where uh, a woman had a very small home type business, home business. She called it Style style IKEA because she was selling products that uh, transformed the uh, Ikea furniture. She registered the business name, she started trading, she started turning over, then she tried to do the trademark. And once she registered the, tried to register the trademark, Ikea then found out and told her to stop using that name, uh, because it had the word Ikea in it, and... Uh, I never heard the outcome to that. I I don't know whether she did stop using it, but uh, I noticed that her website's not there anymore, so I presume that IKEA won and that she had to uh, um, change her business name. So that's the first two steps. The first one is to check ASIC and see whether the name is available, check trademarks and see whether there's a trademark. Then these days we need to check the domain name and see whether the domain name is available and I would recommend that would be a .com or a .com.au or both. Um, the, a lot of the other sub uh, um, dot .nets and so forth are not necessarily the best ones to go because people tend to focus on those two main ones. But the other thing you don't want to do is if someone's got a business name or a, or a domain name similar to yours, if you start putting uh, full stops in there or underscores, it just confuses your customers. So, if your domain name is not available, then think about changing the the business name again. And of course, the other thing to to make sure is if 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 the .com .au is available, but the .com is not available, just check out and see who owns the .com because there's obviously bureaus over in America that have registered lots of them and they they never get used. But one of my customers once had. A, Dot com au they were a photographer and the dot com was owned by a porn, porn site so you don't want to be sending people to those sorts of sites and now of course the other thing we have to do is check on social media names because you want your facebook name and your linkedin name and your twitter name and uh, instagram name and so forth so uh, if you're in the throes of registering a business name make sure you go through those four steps ASIC ipaustralia.gov.au check out the domain name and then check out social media and you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM it's uh, 26 minutes to 2 and uh, time for me to go head in the right direction thank you for being with me for the half hour I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk about organising your business with Kimberly Claire Campbell from the Hunter Region Business Hub. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Stephen Hawking once said... Intelligence is the ability to adapt change.